Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to another episode of Shocking Lurid Tawdry, a history of American scandals, the podcast that recounts the scandals that America forgot. I'm Mark Pikert. And I'm Casey Howe. And now we're on video. We're trying something different. We figured, (laughs) what is our selling point? That we're both outrageously attractive people. (laughs) And we are really holding that back from our fans who just can't get enough of our voices. So let's give them video too. We heard you loud and clear. We were worried that the combination would be too much, but we have faith in all of you. Mm-hmm. You can handle it's because, it. Because it's because of your loyalty up to this point. We trust you. We trust you. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. So mm-hmm. much like mm-hmm. the woman who gave a red rose to the old hag to meet her blind date to make sure that he was worthy of her. Do you know this story? No, it sounds like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, there's that urban that like not an urban legend, but like a fable where sure. this guy's corresponding, like he's pen pals with this woman and they want to meet. Like they're on Tinder. Um, Got it. Yeah, yes, yeah. and he's never seen yeah. a photo of her, and he right. says, I want to meet, and she said, all right, you carry a slim book of Robert Frost's poetry, and I'll be carrying a red carnation, and Ooh. so, or whatever, the details mm-hmm. change, and sure. so they meet at Grand Central Station, and he's holding, walk through a winter woods, or whatever the fuck Robert Frost was writing, <laughs> and an old beggar woman saunters by, clutching the red carnation, and he goes, excuse me, are you looking for me? Here's my Robert Frost poetry. (laughs) And she says, oh, no, I'm not looking for you. But that old, that little girl over there, she she gave me this carnation to carry and said that I should walk past you. No. And she just wanted to see if he was a kindly man or not. Well, so, so he won. He, that checked out. So he won. That checked out. Okay. Uh, and mm-hmm. we are basically now your prize for Carrie for picking up that red carnation from wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. That's uh, here we are. Here we are, which this is the first one that we've recorded since we spent two days together in Saratoga Springs. Very true. Where we forgot if we had actually had a meal together ever. But then we got back to, after we came back, we realized that we had. So this was not our first actual meal that involved silverware. Because I would, I'm not saying that, you know, a few crostinis and olives is not a meal because it is. It is. Absolutely. But we had completely forgotten about that dinner at Crown Shy where (laughs) we did order a lot of food and several cocktails. We did. Yes. Yes. There was, there was a lot of food. Um, and there were a lot of cocktails, although I will say, um, not to not crown shy, but they do pour a cocktail in a very small cocktail glass. So it's, and with mm, very large ice cubes, very large ice cubes. So there needed to be, you know, multiple. 
So that's yeah. just how that Plus went. we were there for a while. So we were. Fine. We were. We had like a five but, o'clock reservation. We didn't leave till like nine. Yeah, we they did. were not happy about that. <laughs> they Whatever, were not it happens. about that. Anyway, but yes, we vacationed together. We vacationed together. We went to the track mm-hmm. together, uh, dressed up so we could sit in a box. We did. And yeah. I felt like we were such attractive young Republicans. <laughs> we were. I'm surprised they didn't try and recruit us because they probably uh, listened they to the podcast. They didn't need to. That's true. We were pulling it off. I'm quite sure well. that they do. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm sure that Tristan listens to that knew. every Tuesday. <laughs> oh my gosh. We would have to put a huge disclaimer on this podcast if we shared that story, because boy, do I still think about what he shared. I think about it every Ooh. day. I don't No, wanna, we have to I tell wanna, him. Okay. I don't want to ruin anyone's lunch. So if you're eating right now, this is a bit okay. So let me just set this up. So Tristan is um, an un. Let's, we'll call him Tristan, but he's um, he is an assistant trainer at the track. Um, he's a very friendly man. He is um, Irish, but Mark thought he might be Russian for a hot minute. Yes. Um, so he, I'm just saying that because um, he has a bit of an accent, um, and he is one of those people that will just you know you always can trust that Tristan's going to tell you how he really feels and he really doesn't care who you are or if you need to know all of that information but he (laughs) shared a story we got on the topic because of um horse safety it's very important to be safe when you are around horses they are very large creatures and anything can happen and small little mistakes or whoopsies can become really big dangerous situations so Remember, that's what led into remember, the story. Remember the boyfriend who referred to his suicide attempts as whoopsies? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Good time. That was fun. Uh, so we are standing, watching uh-huh. the breezes, mm-hmm. binoculars in hand. Ready to go. Tristan's talking to us. And he says, you know, so many people forget that these animals are uh, 2,000 pound machines. Uh, they're very dangerous animals, if not properly uh, poked at, basically. Handled. Uh, and there was, a, I mean, I think of one. I think of one groomer who was a rookie mistake. It was just a rookie mistake. She forgot to give give the horse a tranquilizer when she started grooming it, and it just kicked back and caught her well, right was, in the eye. Was clipping. Socket. She was. Yeah, she was. Oh, it was sorry. clipping. It wasn't just like grooming. It was like you were clipping his heels, which just means like shaving the hair on the horse's heels. Yes. It's not a big deal. It's not painful, but they might get a little jittery. So she does that and, and sorry, please proceed. The the horse kicks back and catches her in the eye. And Tristan says, and, oh, her eye socket was shattered. So the eye was just dangling out by the tendon. <laughs> People are screaming, saying, oh my God, your eye, your eye. And I said, don't state the obvious. Yes, it's bad, but you're going to keep, the eye's going to be fine. We're going to get the eye taken care of. You're going to be fine. And so they we call. And they Meanwhile, she's conscious her. through the whole thing. She's holding yes. her like eyeball yes. and she's like, "How? Well, what about my eye? And he said, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> so they airlift her from Saratoga Springs to Albany, New York. They take her to the hospital and Tristan's telling the story. He's like, yeah, and they get her to Albany. And well, she did lose the eye. <laughs> like so And then that was it. There was no follow up to it. <laughs> and as Casey said later... <laughs> Why did he need to include the, your eye is going to be fine? He knows how the story ends. <laughs> it was, I was like, I don't understand. I mean, you could have just, 
you didn't have to include that part. I mean, I think he was just saying, you know, we all tried to make her feel better in the moment, but. Also, I liked it. He was, the, the, there are so many things about the story that I love, and that's why I think about it every day. But one of the things that I really love is that he prefaces it with, I mean, so she made a rookie mistake. Rookie like, mistake. Yeah, just like, oh. That cost her an eye. That's not a, it was a rookie mistake. And, you know, she learned her lesson. Like, yeah, no shit. She's never been near a horse since. Oh, my gosh. It was terrible. I was like, oh, my gosh. And Tristan's not known Mark. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tristan never met Mark before. It's not like there's a longstanding relationship where you're, like, trading stories (laughs) back and forth. He, like, led with this. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Anyway, but Saratoga but was a lovely we town. We had a we had a marvelous it, time mean, together. I loved mm-hmm. all that spring water that tastes like blood. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mark I did nail that. that. Yes, it's blood, bloody yeah. water. It did taste exactly like it. It's very shocking. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, we had yeah. a wonderful time, and then for some inexplicable, godforsaken reason, we both decided to come back into ninety-five degree New York City heat. Yes. Yes. I don't. I don't quite know and why we made that decision, but that we did. that killed. Although me. it was the Plus most. The Amtrak was not. Go ahead. No, the Amtrak was not air conditioned enough. I agree. It was hot in there. And like you sat in the, no, mm-mm, no. And you could feel it as you started getting, ugh, no, thank you. I do appreciate though how, and you did say this ahead of time, that um, you you said, you said, great, we'll ride the train together and not speak to one another for three hours. And that's exactly (laughs) what happened. (laughs) And it was blissful. Because what are we? We did interact a couple times. Like, did you see that out the window? No, I missed it. Okay, (laughs) that was it. Yes, that is my preferred traveling mode. I agree. I agree. Planes, trains, whatever. Just put me on them. Let me sit back and relax. And uh, I'm not there to entertain you. No. Okay. You know what? I don't want to sit in a public space and have to modulate my tone. Mm, Very true. That's also a good point. You're like, how loud is too loud? Can I be on the phone? Can I not be on the phone? Everybody's talking. It doesn't matter. But on a Very train, true. nobody's talking. Not even yeah. that super hot guy who kept getting up and walking past us. Oh, he was. With that body, body, body. I think the video format's going to be real problematic for us because we're <laughs> very chatty today. Uh, anyway, it's been a while. But we are, um, yes, we'll save more banter <laughs> for next time. And I'll just, I'm just going to launch right into this story because I don't want to take, I said it was going to be a short one. And now we're. All right. Well, it's only 10 minutes of banter. That's okay. Having, I'm having dinner at Crown Shy later. So I know. I really we need to, to move it along. Yeah. No, we need to move it along. Okay. So <clears throat> this story is um, a story that I found. I'm reading the book, um, which you recommended to me, uh, called, um, uh, sorry, for, <laughs> called Forget the Alamo. And this oh, is a story. Yes. Yes, this is a story that is not that story because that's a different scandal. But um, this is one that they just sort of like dropped in there and glazed over. And I went, I'm sorry, what? Who? When? So today I'm going to tell you the story of Robert Potter. So Robert Potter was born. This is a Texas story, but he's not there yet, Mark. So just hold your horses, okay? Um, he was born in Granville, North Carolina around the year 1800. And I say around because some people say it was 1799. Some people say it was 1800, whatever. Anyway, he was a midshipman in the Navy. 
He went on to get a law degree. He practiced law uh, before he ran for office. And then he became um, a, a local politician within North Carolina. So um, and, and also he was also elected to Congress um, in 1829. Um, he married, I'm sort of glazing over the background because the rest of it is wild. Um, he married Elizabeth Taylor or Isabel Taylor. Sorry, whatever. Um, woo, she's That's a time traveler husband. too. <laughs> um, he married Isabel Taylor and they had two children. So this is all happening. And now we're really at um, 1830. So he's around 30 years old. Um, he ended up having to leave office in 1831 before his uh, term was up um, because um, in a jealous, in a jealous rage, he hogtied and castrated two men. Hmm. Yep. Yep. That guy. So the story goes that his wife was having an affair with both men. It also is, goes back and forth about who these men were. So some say it's a reverend, some say it was his cousin. And then the other was a teenager, like some kid. Yeah. Um, so the only reason, so he, so he does this. So he does get prosecuted for it. He only has to serve six months in jail and pay a $2,000 fine, which in today's money was 60 grand. Um, in a declaration about the incident, uh, he said his wife had admitted to the affairs uh, and that he had been gravely injured, but did not show remorse, basically, for the maiming of these two people. Yeah. Um, his statement on the topic, which he gave um, in like this big, long soliloquy to Congress of like, here's my or no, I don't think it was to Congress, actually. I think it was just like on a soapbox in a magazine article or a local paper. And he said, um, I'm consoled by the conviction that in what I have done, I have only acted upon those feelings which nature has implanted in the hearts of all men. Indeed, I may say of all animals, and that each of you would have done the same under the same circumstance. So what was, <laughs> what was, what was the reaction to this? Um, basically they prosecuted him, but he wasn't like run out of town or anything. Um, the men survived, but obviously were maimed, as I said, um, the men survived, but their bloodlines did not. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yes. So just insane. So there was, um, I'll get to it later. There is a bit of a, um, like a caveat to why, so he served six months in jail. There's sort of a reason for that and the fine. Um, but once he gets, so he goes to prison for six months. Once he gets released, um, he's quickly reelected to Congress. So the people of Grand Granville, North Carolina, apparently don't have a problem with this. Um, Congress apparently doesn't have a problem with this. Um, the only thing that they did was they did enact a law um, making castration punishable by death if premeditated. But if it just See, that, happens, then six months and a fine. 
Which I don't know how castration guess, just happens. I was going to say, I feel like if you castrate someone, unless it is an accident, like a farming accident. Sure, or, sure, 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 sure. But if you're in a bar fight, like, I feel like there's no accidental castration. It seems like yeah. a premeditated act. Yeah, I think But you know what? Never been in that situation, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure if you were in that situation, you would have acted the same, Mark, according to Bob Potter. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, been a few bar fights, not far away, not far <laughs> removed from it. So I don't know. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so that's the so premeditation is now dead. Yeah. But you know, who's to say it was premeditated? Heat of the moment. I, well, I feel like if you hogtie someone, you're thinking <laughs> like you've bought yourself some time to consider your next step. Right. I would, I would and think so. And hog tying is sort of a very specific action to take. Like you didn't just like hit them with a two by four, you know? No, no. So where do you get the rope? <laughs> that's the thing. Where do you get rope? You got to have a knife or some sort of tool for that. I don't I mean, probably just and the rope. strong hands and the rope. I mean, you need, well, I guess hog tying, you actually need one rope for each person. So you don't need like two and two because you, the ropes tied. Together. Did he castrate them with a knife? Unclear about the usage of how that happened. Yeah, huh. unclear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so he's back in Congress. He does end up getting kicked out of Congress, but not for this, obviously, because no. it happens. Um, the final straw for Congress was for some sort of card-playing misconduct. Again, the details differ. Um, some say he cheated. Some say he pulled a gun to try and steal, like, the money in the pot after losing his bankroll. Some say he didn't pay off a debt. Um, but whatever. That's what did it for lawmakers. You're cheating at cards. You're out. Intolerable. Out you go. So they kicked him out of Congress. That's fair. That's for that. fair. Um. After he was in D.C. in Congress, um, he decided, you know what, those places are just way too, you know, hoity-toity for me. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to Texas. Here we go. That's what they all did. So if you have in the night in the 1830s ish, if you had some debts, uh, maybe you had some some children you didn't really want to take care of anymore. Maybe you had some failed businesses. Maybe your reputation in town wasn't so great. You packed up your shit and you moved to Texas. That's what you did. You Everyone sure had did. a fresh and, start there. And those are all the men who say who uh, defended the Alamo. Correct. Yay. So he was um, sort of part of that bunch. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but Mr. Potter. So he moves to Texas. Um. And he starts fighting for freedom from Mexico. Again, forget the Alamo, another story. Mm -hmm. Um, In Texas, he gained back his political sway and and notoriety pretty quickly. Um, He also kept his shit together for the most part, which I think was helpful. But he was still pretty, um, like, bloodthirsty. Like, he wasn't sort of a pacifist now. Um, He served in the Volunteer Army and the Texas Navy. He signed the uh, Texas Declaration of Independence from Mexico. And he fought in the Battle of San, is it Jacinto? San Jacinto in Texas. Jacinto, thank you. Okay, Jacinto. Um, During the battle, the Mexican president gets, General Santa Anita um, gets captured, 
right? And Potter was one of the group that basically that wanted to execute him instead of negotiating or letting him go. So there was a, mm-hmm. a group mm-hmm. within that group after the Alamo that said, um, we have, you know, gen- we have the president, let's kill him. So that was their solution, not just send it back to Mexico. No. Yeah. So, um, but they all, you know, sort of thank goodness, but I guess maybe not. Um, they all decided that that probably wouldn't be a cute look. So they, they didn't go with that, with that vote. They said, no, we'll, we'll go ahead and send it back. It's, it's okay. Um, so after the, the war, if you will, they, um, he moves back to East Texas to Harrison County and he settled down for a bit. Um, he had remarried by this time and had more children. However, this is the last bit because this part is also pretty fucking crazy. Um, so the woman he air quotes married was named Harriet Page. Um, she had fallen on very hard times. Potter had taken her and her children under his wing um, while he was in the Texas Navy and sheltered them during um, the San Jacinto. No, San Jacinto. Jacinto. Sorry, I'm doing the Spanish H. Um, just, just probably should. <laughs> Please know Texas is the Texas is the state that has a city named Weimar that is spelled Weimar. <laughs> well, it's probably a better re- rebrand, though. I'll take it. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so um, he he sheltered her during the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just go that way. Uh, she uh, was then going to from there. She was going to go home to her family in New Orleans, but Potter offered to arrange the journey and basically just sent her on like this wild goose chase that ended her up back in Texas on his property. So, and at which point he basically imprisoned her until she agreed to marry him. He was like, well, you just have to stay here now. And will you marry me? And she's like, no. And she was also married at the time, but her husband had like left her essentially, but not divorced her or anything. So, um, but he kept telling her, he's like, that marriage isn't valid. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It was never signed off on by a priest. So it's not valid anyway. So, she finally was like, fuck it. And so she finally marries him and they were married by bond, which just means that Potter was obligated to pay Harriet some amount of money should the marriage not be recognized or found illegal for whatever reason. So like, it's almost like a reverse dowry if something goes wrong. So it's so that she has a little like cushion. bigamy? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But, there, but it's okay because he's going to pay her for it. So it's fine. As long as she's taken care of. Yeah. Um, or, or it's found illegal because she's, I don't know, already married to someone else. So, yeah. So, um, so he also tells her at the time, because at the time when they were in Harrison County, um, he's a local politician. And so he tells her and a member of the Texas Congress, because Texas at this point had formed its own country and state. And so was his own sort of entity, um, for a hot minute. And um, so he had told Harriet as well that he was introducing a piece, piece of legislation that would legalize their marriage. So like, don't worry about it. I'm actually introducing a law that makes our marriage totally fine. Checks out. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, what's also happening in Texas at the time is a land feud called the Regulator Moderator War, which was... Um, a different story as well, but it's super weird, complicated. Um, basically, people 
wanted to have land. They were fighting over land. It's a land feud. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, and he is on the side of the moderators. So he becomes the head of the moderators in Harris County, not of the whole group, just like of this one area, right? Um, and in 1842, a mob of the other side, which are the regulators, surround his house and gun him down. Um, the cause of death is also varied <laughs> because he um, was fleeing at the time to a lake and drowned. So they were like, is the cause of death is drowning or gunshot wounds? And they were like, mm, probably both. Probably drowned after we shot him. So, yeah. <laughs> so... He's dead by 42. There he goes. So he dies and it doesn't, his, this drama doesn't stop from there because um, he basically in his will, he wills everything. He wills um, the house and the land to this woman named Harriet Page, which I didn't even, I couldn't even look up. She does not come for the money, but basically he doesn't leave anything to his wife other than like the furniture and livestock. So she gets the livestock and the furniture. She's like, great, where the fuck am I to put it? Yeah. So, and, um, where is it? Did I put this in here? Um, oh, so, and he, um, I, I must have this in, in here somewhere, but basically he also does not list, um, he doesn't, Oh, oh, right. He listed his wife. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I did. I not write. I must not have write, written who uh, the other woman that he left it to. I must not. Anyway, it was not here. So he he leaves the land and the house to another woman. Just this other like socialite woman. Yeah. He lists in his will his wife, Harriet Page, as Mrs. Harriet Page, but does not refer to her as his wife. It's just an end as Mrs. Harriet Page. He also does not refer to any of his children in his will or admit that they're his. Yeah. So the lady never comes to claim the land, but once she died, her estate did get sold off by like whoever was handling it. So now Harriet has to go to court on this, um, which ruled that, no, he didn't think of her as his wife and you get nothing. Bye. Get off. Leave. So she ends up uh, moving back to New Orleans and she dies in, 19, in 1902. So she lives a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but boy, oh boy. So I'm like, wow, you really even fucked up your death. Good job. Still an asshole. <laughs> what? I mean, this is exactly the kind of person who <laughs> defended the fucking Alamo. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, it gets better. Well, it gets inter more interesting or more fucked up, however you want to look at it. Um, so Robert Pot Potter uh, was buried originally on a bluff in, um, in a bluff near his home. But in 1931, he was re-exhumed and buried in the state cemetery because they'd like him to be honored. Um, but wait, there's more because Texans aren't quite done with such an upstanding citizen. Um, they also decided to name a county in the panhandle after him. So Potter County, Texas is proudly named after Robert Potter, castrator, executioner, and good Texas, <clears throat> really from North Carolina, man. The end. 
Yep. That <laughs> sounds like Texas. <laughs> so in the book, they just casually, they're like, oh yeah, it was all these crazy people came to Texas, like this guy, Robert Potter, who ended up leaving North Carolina because he, oh, I don't know, castrated two men and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> who? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mm-hmm. mean, there is so, there's so much bad behavior in that book that <laughs> they really had to pick and choose. But Very I'm true. delighted Isn't that, that wild? you picked it. I'm delighted you picked up the scent and dragged Robert Potter into the 21st century. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, and it was one of those things where I'm like, wait, there's a county. So they, he, they like brought him back after. So it was a hundred years later that they're like that guy. We need to find that guy. He's a state hero. Got bring, dig him up. Let's go. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. I I think we should just let that one lie. I mean, figuratively and literally just, just leave him. He's not worth it. I know. I was like, "Woo, okay." So anyway, for all of you listeners who live in Potter uh, County, Texas, that is a fun fact for yeah. your next dinner party. You're welcome. I just feel bad for Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, she's lived a life, am I right? I had. I mean. I always thought she looked older than her years, but I have no idea. <laughs> witch! 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 witch. Oh, that'll come oh, next. That was a special request from, from Mark today, the Salem Witch Trials. I want to so talk about Salem Witch Trials. What can I okay. say? We should do that well, from we'll, Salem. We'll do, oh, okay, great. Perfect. We'll save it. We'll have to do it in October, so it's really witchy. Yes. Mm. Spooky season. Hocus Spooky pocus season. season. S-E-O. S-E-O. That's what we're all That's right. about. We're all about... <laughs> Sweet, sweet SEO. 